My name is Maria Kent Beers, and my co-host Rachel Martinez and I are pleased to present Remember Me. This podcast is dedicated to preserving the memories of those diagnosed with FTD. We hope this episode leaves you feeling more connected, provides a deeper understanding, and allows you to learn to accept the good. Always, always accept the good. This is Remember Me. All right, tonight I'm so excited to have two of my closest friends on the podcast. I have Nikki in DC. Say hi, Nikki. Hi. And I have Kelly in New York. Hi. So I thought it'd be really interesting to do a side chat about how to support your friend who is going through this. How to be a friend 101. Yeah. I'm really excited to ask you guys some questions. I really have been wondering about. The first thing that I want to ask is, what was this like for you on the outside? There was so much chaos and confusion in the beginning of learning that my mom had FTD. And I'm wondering like how that translated to you. So Nikki, I'm going to ask you first. In the beginning, what did you think was going on? So for me, I feel like I was just, you didn't know much. So I was only getting like very little bit of information, no name for it or anything. I I just felt confusion, I would say mostly just because you were giving tidbits of information. And since I'm in DC and I think at the beginning of this is when I first started dating my husband who has family in Boston. So before that I'd come very sparingly. So I wasn't seeing your mom and you up front or, you know, really seeing what was happening. Yeah. Right. So I was just getting information and it sounded awful and I felt bad and I felt like it was hard to know what to do or what to say really, because you didn't know what was going on either and didn't want to hound you with questions because you were still trying to figure everything out too. And I know that that can be overwhelming for the person who's experiencing it. So just trying to figure out how to best support you and be a good friend. So checking in and asking about your mom, but kind of letting you lead with how much information you wanted to share, or if it was a day you wanted to talk about it or not. And just kind of stay in the loop with the updates as they came. Kelly, do you want to share? Yeah, Yeah. I was actually Nikki just touched on like a lot of how I was feeling too, that you want to check in and you're, I mean, you were constantly on my mind and I always wanted to know how you were doing, but following what Nikki said, like you also wanted to give you space and let you lead when and how we talked about it. Cause you knew more than we did and you were the one really going through it. We're just there to support you. So I never wanted it to be like a burden to then have to share everything with me too. If I was concerned and asking too many questions, I didn't want you to feel like you had to now come back and report to other people too. If you just needed to sit and process things yourself. Right. 
Did you guys have any sense of, like, we talk a lot about on the podcast, like, what we think it might have been that she had? Like, did you guys have any thoughts on that or just didn't have enough information to even try and put it together? I mean, I had no idea. This was not something I had ever heard of either. And the way you were describing, like, what was going on was so not how your mom was. Like, I remember you telling a story that I think it was she came and had lunch with you when you worked uh, at Rue and you were telling her a story and she like just didn't really like didn't care that you were upset about something and just like changed the subject. And you were like, okay, that was really weird. And it was just so unlike how she ever was because that's like the opposite of how she would be like. That's interesting because when I was at Rue, I didn't even know my mom was sick. So it's but like you, yeah, but you, I, when you found out you were like remembering you, were, this is when you were like going back and uh, it together and you were like, you know, saying all these examples of things that now make more sense because you thought she was just acting weird or going through something. And it turned out to be like this terrible disease that had already been taking over. You guys probably have better memories of what happened in the beginning than I do and like how I was processing it because like that whole almost like year is just a complete blur to me I think of it as just like stress and like little mini bits of like being in hospitals and crying in my car and like a lot of chaos um so like I've thought back about that time and like you guys like your part in it and I'm like they must have thought I was a lunatic because (laughs) I was just like crying and complaining and like everything just felt like so out of control at that time so just a further point that you guys are amazing friends that you stuck with me through all of that you're an amazing friend so it's pretty easy to be an amazing friend back thanks Kel (laughs) that's true it's like I always say you would do the same and I also didn't have any idea what was going on I mean the the symptoms and what you were talking about with your mom I couldn't pin I'm not in the medical field so I definitely (laughs) couldn't pinpoint what was going on but I just kept remembering you saying something's not right and they're not diagnosing her right like whatever they're saying is going on isn't it and then it getting progressively worse. But I always felt like you kind of were one step ahead with having just the intuition and feeling that you knew something else was going on with your mom and the tenacity at the way you and your dad and your whole family have gone after trying to figure out what was going on and getting the best care for her is truly admirable I think even now like now that you guys know like doing the absolute most and best you guys can so I feel like it's like the least we can do is be a shoulder to lean on or you know a friend that you know you can always call I wish I could do more (laughs) so one of my fears with So I rely on you guys so much and it's been four years of this for me. And like for some families, 
they go through this for 10 years, sometimes even 20 years. So, and, and one thing that I always feel is like, I just feel like a burden. I feel like, and I know you guys are gonna be like, no, no, you're not a burden. I just feel like I've needed so much from you guys that it just, it's hard. I, I don't, I don't want to be just like that friend that just like always is constantly in need. And it it just feels like it's been so long of me, like constantly calling you guys and crying. And I, I feel bad about that. And I know that one day that won't be the case. And, and I wouldn't ever think that you're a burden, but I just feel like, God, I need so much assistance. Sometimes I feel bad about it. You shouldn't. I don't think that you rely it. that much. Yeah, honestly. you don't. You're Nikki, way stronger. Do you remember on in the your... beginning? I called you crying like every day. It's understandable for the situation. Yeah, exactly. You've never you know? felt. Yeah, I don't think you've ever been a burden, even close to. Like sometimes I wonder, like, how you're doing this without calling me more. I have more to give. <laughs> Like you, you should give bus. yourself more credit. You're not okay. Well, that makes you feel better. But you, would you you're really? Doing this a lot yourself. I really don't feel that. Like I literally feel like I'm just like lifted up by like the two of you and other people in my inner circle, and Mike and all the people. Can I ask I came- you a question? Of course you can, Kelly, because you always break the rules. Can I be the interviewer? <laughs> I'm not answering questions. Um, no, I was going to say, I think it's really hard to ask your friend, like, hi, you're a really good friend to me. What? How are you so good at that? I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer that. I feel like I want to ask you, like, what do you think you need right now so that people listening to this? Say your best friend is going through this and you really have no idea what to say to them or how to do anything that they need you to do. You as the person going through it, like what are we doing right that's helping you feel supported? Right. So I can say for me that acknowledging that something major is happening in my life and checking in and just being there is what I needed. And it mm-hmm. it sounds simple, but I know that that's very difficult for some people. You know, I do think that this, I would classify this as like a family tragedy, you know, and I think people don't know what to say. So sometimes people don't say anything, but I think that you guys just, I just always knew you were there and you understood the gravity of the situation. And I, always felt like I could pick up the phone and I could just cry if that's Mm -hmm. what I needed to do I just knew you were there like my baby shower looking back now I'm like why was that such an emotional thing for me I really needed my friends at my baby shower because I was like really sad about my mom like not really you were becoming a mom yeah and dealing with this with your own mom Nikki flew well, up here like yeah. pregnant. I was gonna say, wasn't Nikki pregnant too? Oh, she, she flew you up here guys. like several times <laughs> pregnant, actually. You guys. For people who maybe they're in a position of like, I don't know what to say. 
I've always said like, it'd be nice if those people would just say, I don't know. I have no idea what to say. Well, I feel like I had an edge because we are the same person. (laughs) So I, I feel like I always push past any doubt I had because I was just like, well, I'd want her to say hi. Right. I was having a bad day or, you know, the worst I thought was the worst it could be is I'm annoying her and she's just not going to answer me. But at least she knows I care. At least I texted her and said, hi, and I love you. And I'm thinking about you right now. The worst it could do is annoy you. And that's fine. And also, I mean, you're, I I think some people maybe would feel uncomfortable. Like you said, it was a family tragedy, but even just something going on with someone's family, even if it's not something as severe as this, people think um, it's not their business or that Mm. maybe they're not going to want to share details and they feel uncomfortable. But again, like the worst that could happen is you check in and they don't share as much as you thought they might. Right. Like, I feel like there's no harm in just letting your friend know that you care and love them when they're going through something. Right. I'm glad to hear that that's how we made you feel. Yeah. I just felt like, just like when I needed you, you're just like, I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) And it's just, it was nice for me to just feel like whatever kind of day it was, because I'll say like the beginning was the, I mean, I'm in a really hard part right now, but like the beginning was so hard, just like the shock and like the just digesting. And I just remember I would cry every the way home from work and way to work. And I would be able to call you guys and I didn't have to like sugarcoat anything. I just could say how I felt. It's just embarrassing too in the beginning when you're just like, there's a a lot of awkwardness with this disease, awkward behaviors, and just like feeling like you have a safe space to like talk to someone about some of that stuff. I remember before she was diagnosed, should I share this on podcast? Maybe I'll cut it. I don't know. I (laughs) flew down to DC. It It was like a month or two before my mom was diagnosed. I flew down to DC and it was like, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. And And then I just remember like being with Nikki and like, and just, I just remember just like what all I could get out to her was like, something's not right. Like something's not right. And I was just, my, my behavior was like awkward because I I just felt like my life was like so out of control. And I just felt like Nikki had like no judgment whatsoever. Like she just, you didn't even know what was going on, but you just knew like my friend needs help. (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's a mental breakdown I don't know and you just were like there you didn't judge me you know and then like I wasn't like you to be breaking down crying hysterically are you sure yeah (laughs) I mean I'm not gonna say you can't have your dramatics at times but the breakdown hysterical crying was not like you um And I mean, I remember you saying something wasn't right, like you said, so you're not one to lie about stuff going on. So I could tell it was really serious. You know, what's another thing. I don't want to be like, this behavior is bad. This is good. But like, I just feel like sometimes when you bring problems to people, they just want to like fix them. And I think that you guys realize like this couldn't be fixed. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe I gave you the right information to know that. 
but like I just feel like you weren't trying to fix anything you just like we're like we're here I mean I am also a therapist (laughs) I feel like it really gets that you can't solve people's problems I thought I thought about maybe giving a disclaimer at the top too that Nikki is a therapist so yeah say it because otherwise I'm gonna look really bad (laughs) (laughs) no you don't look he's a professional friend I feel like I should just add that part in <laughs> that I'm kind of trained not to try to fix things and actually good friend. Okay, so uh, two months after in DC with Nikki, <laughs> two months later, I knew some picture from doctors of the story, and I was at Friendsgiving with Kelly. I just felt like so like surrounded by love at that friendsgiving I love being with my friends like that gives me the comfort I don't know if that would help other people but like well you were also pretty good at asking for what you needed I don't know if you realized that you were but I mean we planned that friendsgiving because you called us and said that you really needed to be with us I don't even remember that yeah so we were like okay let's do it like let's plan a trip and let's be together like you said it, it's not like we were reading your mind. Although of course we were probably thinking we wanted to be with you anyway, but you actually said it. So wow, good. you make me. our job good pretty easy. <laughs> okay. So that's another good tip is to yeah. be clear in like what you need. Cause well, I don't yeah. think everybody needs what I need. I'm not trying to say that. Right. I think this is just like a good picture into like how to yeah. navigate this with a friend, talk to them, and figure if- out yeah, if you're the one going through something and you feel like your friends are not doing a great job of stepping up, I mean, if you're close enough, if they're your closest friends, I feel like you can just say, hey, can you check in on me some more? I'm feeling really like low. I'm feeling very vulnerable. Like, I guess that's the most you can do. And I think you you do share usually what you need. Like you do call, you do reach out. I mean, I hope you don't feel like we don't if you don't, but... No, I just, I guess I didn't even realize that I was doing that. I think you should have um, do you been an interviewer. Like that, do you feel like you were pretty forward with all of what you needed? And like Kelly said, if you need something, you call, you text, you reach out. And if I, if you don't, I also know if it's been like a few days and I haven't heard anything, then I feel like something's wrong Same. on that end as well. <laughs> right usually yeah but that's because you you are usually so good at expressing it so if Mm -hmm. I haven't heard from you same thing I'm like oh I haven't heard from Maria I hope everything's okay and I'll text you and ask so it's a two-way street this is great I think this is like helpful um I feel like we're just bonding as friends this is gonna help (laughs) anyone else (laughs) so a couple other like little things that I want to talk about Kelly is amazing at, and Nikki, you're really good at this too. Sweet, thoughtful gifts and like things sent. No, Kelly's really good at it. Kelly, Kelly <laughs> is like the queen of that. But I am? you are. Yeah. Are you kidding? Nikki just sent Even you like I a beautiful know. box of bath bombs. I know. No, she probably know. took that from you, though. Like, it's Kelly. I'm like, it's Kelly. <laughs> I remember before I even knew like what was going on. I think I was just, I think I was like in a very troubled state before I knew 
I was like in denial that something was wrong with my mom. I just thought something was like going on in my life. I don't know. I was having like a crisis or something. I remember Kelly sent me this. Um, it was like a postcard that said like, everything's going to be okay. Do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah, I do. I remember actually second guessing sending that too. Really? I wasn't sure if it was true <laughs> or if you wanted to hear that. You know, you know, when you say something to somebody and you're not sure if it's the message they're like receiving or wanting in that moment. I remember wondering if that was the right move or not. But then when you got it, you were so happy. So I was like, I'm glad. I Why would you think that it wasn't going to be right? I don't know. People are weird. You know, like. You no, I actually, I you know get what I mean, what she's saying. I do because, so I don't actually love it when people tell me personally yeah. everything's going to be okay because I'm kind of like you don't know what it's right. going to be, <laughs> right? So or like let me feel what I want to feel, right? Like sometimes it feels like someone's trying to Pollyanna over your feelings in a way. Just yeah. depends on where you're at. So I do understand how you could feel like it could go in another way depending on what mood stage you're in in that process of receiving yeah. the information yeah okay. like some people just that, want to hear everything that sucks you know and just yeah like, right what you're going level. through sucks mm-hmm. I think it was like before you actually knew what was going on yeah it definitely so was yeah so that's why like I just knew you were all over the place just worrying so right. that's why I just went with I was like you know what I don't think this will be negative. I think it'll help her feel a little bit better right now. It was great. Like little things like that. Like you sent me, um, it was like a face mask and you're like, let's do face masks on FaceTime with Mama Noreen. Shout Mm. out. I hope she listens (laughs) to the podcast. I don't know if she does. Well, now we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just like I mean, there's so many examples of like things like that, that just like made me feel so, so good and just like brightened up my day. And then, so flipping over to Nikki, I want to give enough, you know, (laughs) kudos to everybody. So one thing that was like really cool, and I don't know if you guys like sat around and decided this beforehand, but like Nikki's family literally like took me in like their own when I went down for what was it your bridal shower I remember what it was but the first time I really met like a lot of Nikki's extended family like I feel like they just like I don't know they knew to treat me like family and I needed that feeling you know like Mm -hmm. I needed that comfort and like mothering and just like that sweetness from like family members and like they just did that for me that's them they're very loving and like huggy and welcoming and can be I think if you're not used to that a little much but no that's just (laughs) that how they are and they you know they're very much whoever matters to me matters to them kind of thing I love that I was like calling them I'm like hey Aunt Ronnie (laughs) Hey, Uncle Jan. Love Uncle Jan. A lot of name dropping. I just like everybody you name. I feel like I'm one of those people that's like always on the search for like someone to be my mom. I guess I don't know. Like I'm just like like I remember the first time Kelly's mom met Liam, and it was just like magic. 
And it was like, I just have been like, I don't know. It's like probably these things would have happened even without the situation with my mom. I would feel this kind of love, but it just meant, I don't know. It just meant more because I felt like that was lacking in my life, you know? And so I just think like being a part of like your families and your family events and it just, that helped me too. So not all the credit to you guys, to your families as well. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think our relationships have changed or like how I have changed throughout this whole journey? So for me, I think talking, I'll talk about our relationship first. So I've known you since middle school and I think we had gotten into a normal but not a great habit of going long times without talking to each other and then reconnecting and seeing each other a lot just because you were not in DC, you moved back to Boston, you went to college in Boston. So I feel like we would always, we'd always come back and pick up right where we left off, but there'd be these long, long times where we wouldn't talk. And then I felt like after your mom wasn't well, it just pinpointed the importance of that relationships do matter. And like, when you do have those big gaps, you do miss out on big things in people's lives. And I feel like we're much more in contact um, over the years since your mom's diagnosis. And since also I did my husband's family is in Boston. So we definitely come (laughs) up once a year, which does help. But, um, but I do think it just made a reminder to check in more with the people you care about, because you never know, with the day to day what's going on. So with that, I feel like we have become closer in a lot of ways. And even in the beginning, I feel like you were more guarded with the with talking about your mom and not always wanting to go to that level or to cry on the phone. And I feel like you've really been vulnerable and put your heart on your sleeve. And as a person, that kind of goes hand in hand because I think you've always been a really loyal person and someone who sticks up for other people, but you've become this huge advocate in fighting for your mom's legacy and fighting for awareness of FDD. And I just feel like you really made a huge presence and put your heart into the passion project of making your career and about your mom. And I think that it's an amazing thing to watch how strong you have become. I think you were always strong, but you're really flexing the muscles now and <laughs> it's just cool to watch you evolve. Well, I have to say there's no way that I could do those things and be at this place in my life like still like functioning if I did not have you guys. Here come the hairs. <laughs> this is where Kelly lives. <laughs> I remember you telling me Nikki when I was like really down and I was like living at my parents and I was just like so stressed about having a baby in this environment and 
without my mom and everything. And I just kept remembering you saying to me, like, I just see your life is going to be so full. There's so many beautiful things. You have these creative things and Liam and Mike, I just see everything being full. Just those little like encouragements. It's just, it just makes such a big impact having the support of your friends and feeling like you can tell them like the dark, the dark stuff when you're really not feeling good and they can lift you up. Okay. So Kelly, stop crying. And can you answer the question that I asked Nikki? <laughs> I, I can't answer it as beautifully as Nikki just did. And I was just going to say, Nikki, do you need more friends? Because I would like to have you as a friend. <laughs> Aren't you guys yeah. friends? Your friends. I mean, yeah, but I don't think she'd say any of that stuff about me. She doesn't know me that well. Um, no, she just put all that so beautifully, and it's it's just so true. I mean, I was about to say I don't think you've changed because you've always had this big heart, and it's who you are. And I feel the same way that our relationship has probably only gotten stronger and closer. We probably talk every day and we were pretty obsessed with each other already, but (laughs) like we definitely talk more regularly and you're always on my mind. And Chris and I always talk about you. You always come up and we just say that you're the strongest person we know. And you took something that a lot of people would probably just sit around and give up on trying to be happy right now. And you not only made it the best for yourself so that you can process and get through this, but you are trying to help other people do the same thing. Even right now, like you're trying to help people be better friends because that's just who you are. (laughs) And I feel lucky to know you. I love you so much. And I'm honored to be on this, even though I don't even know how to answer how to be a good friend (laughs) because that is such a heavy topic, but I'm glad you think that we're both such good friends that you want us to teach other people (laughs) how to do it. Okay, so anything else that you guys want to say about this journey as a friend? I'm just thinking. I know, I'm trying to think Um, too. Well, because I'm trying to think from the perspective that you want me to, but I just keep going back to the perspective of like when you brought up being a burden. And I just feel like it's one of those really important things that people understand that you're not being a burden to lean on others at really difficult times in your life. Like, I just think life is not linear. There's lots of ups and downs. And in the four years that we've been going through this, you've also shared so many happy moments too. So I would never want you to think that the whole relationship for the past four years has just been you draining on us and talking about only the horrible disease and the sadness there's been a lot of joy and lots of good times in between too which is also a testament to you because I think you try really hard to stay in the present moment and find the joy in life still while struggling through all of this so I guess with that I would just want the person on the other end not the friend but you to know that it's not a burden to have to lean on someone in a tough time that's beautiful thank you that was beautiful kelly thanks 
<laughs> Every time I have to go second, I'm like, <laughs> um, no, I like what you just said is, is absolutely right. It's you're not a burden. And I mean, if I may be so bold, if, if the friend you lean on thinks you're a burden because you are struggling through something very hard in your life, that's not a very good friend anyway. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's better that that's not the person you're leaning on because right. a real friend is never going to see you that way. And it, you're really not a burden at all. And you, you share everything with us too. Like we're sharing our lives with you too. It's not like every time we talk to you, like we're just talking about this terrible thing that's going on for you, which we could, we could be talking about that all the time because I'm sure it's always on your mind. It's always on my mind too. But you know, life is still happening all around us too. And there's happy moments and, you know, joy in your family. You guys find so much joy in so many different things. And it's, it's nice to share all of that with you. Thanks, Kel. That's beautiful. <laughs> okay. So this has been amazing. I think some high level points we've covered is just show up. And then for the person who is dealing with this, with the loved one with FTD, say what you need. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you're a burden. What else? Any other high level points? Feel simple. I mean, I know though, because even just with normal everyday things, like people do get weird and uncomfortable sometimes when you want to share things that are not happy and Right. You know, positive. So I know what you're saying that, you know, you think this, this needs to be shared because so many people just don't know how to be there in not happy times. Right. But I for guess... us, since we do it, I feel like it seems simple. Like we're like, be there for each other. <laughs> right. Like we solved it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you guys know that we like to end the podcast either sharing like a memory or we like to share in like our traditional episodes. We have people read like something that their loved one wrote, but I thought it would be cool for you guys to share either like a favorite memory with my mom or like how you want to remember her. Should we start with you, Kelly? Or should, but if we start with Nikki, are you going to cry? Yeah. So what? You're not going to you're not going to cry. I think yours will be better because no, to be honest, because your experiences with her were at a stage where like you'd go and visit and stay with Maria's family. So you were really immersed with her. And whereas like with me, it was middle school and high school where we're kind of running from one activity to another. Right. And so wasn't getting the the one-on-one quality time like you yeah. did. So honestly, you're not going to feel <laughs> bad after mine. I'm probably going to okay. feel bad after yours, if anything. Okay. So you're going to go first, Nikki? Well, I'm just saying, I'm just giving her the upfront, like, okay, you go, for, you go first, Nikki. You go first. <laughs> okay. So like I was saying, I really, I known you since middle school and that's when I met your mom, but it's a lot of drop-offs and coming here and there. And so we didn't really get I'd say quality time of getting to know each other. But what I do remember about your mom is she really made that feeling of home. 
I just remember all of the birthday parties and the Super Bowl parties. The famous and- birthday parties in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I went to one of those. For years. <laughs> so I just remember that. Like, every she made it really feel welcoming. You always felt loved and accepted right away and walking into the door. And even as she got ill, and I'd say I probably got to spend more one-on-one time with her, unfortunately, on that end when she wasn't talking as much. But there was always this just sweetness that I know was there before this that you could feel from her. Like she'd just touch your face or touch your hand. And just, it always made me feel so good. Like even in her weakest and sickest time, I felt like she still exuded that feeling of home and making you feel loved, even when she didn't have the cognition to know what she was doing, which I also think is one of the most amazing things because it's abnormal with people with dementia to go to that sweet, sweet side. A lot of times you hear about it going in the other direction. And I felt like that was just such a strength that her heart was so strong and so large that it would persevering even in the worst of times. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Okay, Nikki. Kelly, I'm are not you gonna... okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nikki. No big deal. Um, no, that Thank is you, Nikki. Thank yeah. you. It's spot on. Um, and what you said, like, maybe I was luckier because when we did see your mom, we were, we were there, we were at your house, we were staying there. Although I feel like we did that more once you were living there and she was already sick and had Mm -hmm. the diagnosis. But um, before that, before she was diagnosed, one of my favorite memories was, I think it was your birthday. It was in Massachusetts. It was not in the basement, (laughs) but it was when I first started dating Chris, but I was like playing by the rules and he didn't come with me because it was too new and he wasn't like allowed to meet all of you guys yet. But we were standing around your island in the kitchen and we were talking to your mom about it. And she was like asking me all these questions. And I'm, I know this sounds weird, but I'm so glad that we got to have that. And in a weird way, I think it's why she loves Chris so much. Mm-hmm. She didn't actually meet him then, but like Nikki said, she still has like this love. Like I can say she loves Chris. I know she does. She doesn't say it. She like, it's she shows it with her, her eyes and her smile. She wants to hold hands. She wants to look in your eyes. She wants to smile. She wants you to feel love and you do. And the other thing that I I will say that I'll always take with me is first of all, she's an inspiration because I like to think I'm creative. And she's so creative. That's what I remember, like, going to your house in Maryland, actually. I think I was only there once. But, like, her art is everywhere. Like, she is art. That's Mm -hmm. part of, like, life in your home. It wasn't just what she did. It was who she was. Right. And she made things beautiful. And she left so much for you guys to hold on to and to have, like, a piece of who she really was. Like, she put it all out there you'll never wonder about like how she felt or if she was happy, if she enjoyed life because she put it all out there, you know, she did. And the other thing is just how in love your parents are. 
this is when I'll cry. <laughs> but even now, to go there and to just see the love between them, to see her grab his hand or put her head on his shoulder, like there was still so much love. And it's that's your family, and it's inspirational, it's beautiful, and you guys are all so lucky to have had her. And we're so lucky to have known her. Special thank you to Nikki and Kelly for helping me host this week. If you guys have ideas or topics that you want us to cover in our side chats, you can always write to us on our website, RememberMeFTD.com. You can also connect with us on Instagram at RememberMePodcast. I'm very happy to announce that Rachel will be back on the podcast next week, so be sure to stay tuned. We have a follow-up to episode nine, Mark D., And we'll be interviewing Carrie's brother, Caleb, and get his perspective on the journey with their father, Mark. This podcast is produced by Maria Kent Beers and Rachel Martinez, and the beautiful music you hear is by Bailey Kent.